to The Golfing Mind, the podcast which looks at the game of golf in general, but the um, mental game of golf in particular. Um, it's an area of fascination to me and a lot of people I meet when they discover what it is I do for much of my professional life at the current time will always uh, tell me a story or ask me a question. The story is about them having a blow up um, when it all suddenly went wrong, having been going so good. Or they will uh, ask me, as I think I've mentioned before, for a quick tip. Is there something I can say that will give them a quick tip? And um, the other day I was having a clear out in my library. I mean, God, that sounds grand, doesn't it? It's like, it's, you know, my library next to the ballroom and just beside the stables, but uh, above the mezzanine floor. My library is our uh, two walls in my living room, which are packed with books. And often books get put in boxes and sometimes I just take the plunge and give them to a secondhand bookstore or indeed I uh, have thrown some out. And for the first time ever, I have a terrible confession to make. And that confession is, for the first time ever, I threw out golf books. Now I've collected golf books, not as a collector for their values, first editions. I don't, I've only got one first edition. And um, no, I, I get books because they genuinely interest me. And when I look at my collection of golf books, about probably half of them are to one extent or another, either biographical, autobiographical, or they are journalists who have worked closely with certain golfers and tell their life story. Because I'm very curious how background factors impact our ability to develop mentally. And there's a couple of takeaways for me. I mean, uh, and these are sort of personal observations. So you're very welcome to say rubbish. And um, one of them is, I think, historically, uh, golfers who came out of poverty, and you can look at Lee Tribuno, Savvy Ballesteros, Ben Hogan, Byron Nelson, Sam Snead, um, who came out of, I mean, I'm talking real poverty. Um, they worked to create a game that could help them win. Um, the other thing I've noticed is that single children, children who are like have no brothers and sisters are much more dedicated because they're used to being on their own and being able to just do things and they're not getting distracted. Now these may be slightly random points, but it was an observation I've made. So if you uh, come from abject poverty and are an only child, you know, it bodes well for you if you're really keen to succeed in the world of golf. Um, but in a more serious note, I realized I had a lot of books on golf instruction and from a variety of golfers. I've got books back from the 1930s. I've got books going way back, which were first published at the turn of the last century. And much of the advice, as you can imagine, is sort of almost counterintuitive. And if you ever get a chance to watch the series of short black and white um, videos or films that Bobby Jones make, How I Play Golf. Um, it's sound as a pound, as they say. The, the advice he gives you, you're not going to look at it and contradict it. Admittedly, they played with hickory shafts, which required a different uh, type of swing 
and timing was very, very precise, which he was able to do. Um, but things like wedge shots or putting or bunker shots haven't changed that much. So it got me thinking, how many tips and lessons are there in the world of golf? And I, I picked up a couple of books and there were, and these are books that are compendiums or collections of tips. So it's not like five bits of advice in the book, like Hogan's The Modern Fundamentals of the Game, which I, I think is a really good starting point and it is fundamental. And I think this is a personal view that when you go to um, school, they teach you the alphabet and then they teach you to read and then they're teaching you to write and they teach you cursive. Um, so that's the letters all kind of join up or at least they do in the UK. And what I found interesting is if somebody, now this is uh, another of my wonderful controversial things, but historically in the old days, uh, not now, but in the old days, if an American sent me a, a handwritten letter, and I'm going back 50 years, they're all, they're writing all extraordinarily similar. They all had the same, they'd all been taught in the same rote fashion, how to join up the letters and stuff. And then later on, my American friends used to send me letters that looked like, um, God, ransom notes, block capital letters. And, you know, the, the, you couldn't really tell who'd sent it. In the UK, you learn cursive, but within a month, everyone's developing their own style of writing. And 10 years later, you can tell who a letter's from just by looking at the, uh, the address on the cover of the envelope. And I think golf needs to be for most of us the same. If we learn the, the fundamentals of the golf swing, the grip, uh, the stance, the address position, the uh, backswing, the impact position, the follow through, then, and if we stick to those fundamentals, we will develop a swing. And I've always felt that the great golfers through the hitting zone are very, very similar. The ball doesn't know how the club got there. It just doesn't know. And um, therefore, when you look at all these tips, my sense these days is if you look at one tip because you've got a particular problem, that tip will be a great service to you. You know, if you have a problem with bunkers or short putts or the tee box and you get out your book and you look at something and it gives you one swing thought for the bunker, for the putt, for the tee shot, that is going to work for you. But if you sit and start reading lesson after lesson after lesson, um, you're going to put a lot of information into your head, which you're going to start recalling probably when you less, least need to do it. If you go and see a professional teacher for a lesson, I think they're going to concentrate on just one thing. So it made me wonder how many lessons have I taken? And if, when I say a lesson, I don't mean a 40 minute one-to-one -one session with a teaching professional. I mean, something I've read and I've gone, oh, I must remember that. And I think it's got to be in the hundreds. I mean, the high hundreds, not the thousands, obviously, but the high hundreds. And um, advice I was given, for example, growing up playing golf, my father, who's a good golfer, if I ever hit a bad shot, he said, your head came up. I mean, even if he didn't look at me, he said, your head came up, because that just became considered to be the default problem all golfers had, your head came up. Now, the current thinking is, well, there's nothing wrong with your head coming up. 
you know, as long as it's staying fairly sort of on the right plane or the right axes. Um, so it, I found a book and this is the whole purpose of this podcast. So I've eventually got to the point I want to make, which is, um, I got this book and I read some of the tips it gave and you just know the pro in question. Um, the publishers have said, we need 10 tips and they've, they've given the first couple. And then when they get to tip number four, five, six, they're struggling. And when they get to tip nine and 10, it's like, keep your head still or, and it was just like the most basic stuff. So I'm a big fan of getting your fundamentals right. And I would encourage you um, to go and see a professional and just say, look, can you look at my grip, my stance, my swing? Fine. And can you give me one thing to work on and then go and work on that thing? But every month when I was a boy and nowadays, um, golf magazines were published. And within every magazine, there'd be two or three sections of lessons, some long lessons, some swing sequences, some short lessons, some tips. Now, how many magazines have been published in the last year around the world? I'll just say in the English language, 18, 15, I have no idea. There's a lot of small publications. Over the last hundred years, how many lessons have appeared in magazines? And now with the internet, how many lessons can you get? And it begs the question, do we run the risk of getting information overload, not mastering one skill before we run on to the next? Because when we do that, we don't build our confidence. We erode our confidence. And golf, for all its many mental game aspects, is a game of confidence, a game of belief, a game of assuredness. I had uh, two wonderful days playing up at Hun Stanton and Brancaster in Norfolk in the uh, north north of Norfolk, which is in England, and uh, I can't recommend these courses enough. And I hadn't played for the uh, best part of three months since I'd been playing in America and had a bad elbow injury. And that elbow injury uh, meant I couldn't really swing with my usual flattish swing. I had to swing more upright. And you know what happened? I played some of the best golf I've played for years. Very crisp, clean strikes. So what I needed to do was I needed to be more upright. That one tip would have been much easier to learn with a $45 lesson or $50 lesson, whatever the charge is, wherever you are, than uh, having my elbow hyperx flexed by a chiropractor who will remain nameless. But I hope you're listening to this uh, because it was awful. So one lesson at a time, one swing thought at a time. And if you've got a lot of books on lessons, just find the one that you love and stick with that. And that's it for this week. You may notice it's uh, going to be two weeks till the next. There's been a two-week gap. I'm currently in Spain walking um, or 834 kilometers across the north coast of Spain. Uh, I do this every year on one of these routes, which I thoroughly enjoy. And um, if you're interested in learning more, please go to seagergolf.com. There's a link uh, on this podcast. Uh, you can sign up for a 13-week program. And I promise you, over the winter, it'll be the best investment you can make. So, um, and that's a promise. And who doesn't want to break a promise? I don't. Anyway, have a wonderful, wonderful week. And until I speak to you again in two weeks, take care and enjoy yourself and play good golf.